Hello, 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 friend. I'm so excited to have you guys here today. Um, I was introduced from a friend to this amazing, amazing coach that I just know everyone needs in their life. So that's why I'm bringing him here. His name is Sid. And I was not even gonna lie, blown away. Um, just from the small conversations we've had and not gonna lie, I Instagram stalked just for just a small minute. And I am blown away. I'm blown away. And the amount of information and knowledge that Sid has for us today is going to be epic. So grab a pen, get comfortable, because this is a conversation you don't want to miss out on. So Sid, fill us in. Who are you? Where, you know, what do you do? And what are we going to be talking about today? Yeah, so I'm Sid Scott. That's the name that my mom gave me because she thought it was cute. Um, and what I do in this world is I help people break through. I help them break through emotionally, physically, spiritually, financially. And my coaching company centers women because I wouldn't be the man that I am if it wasn't for the women who have come across, come across my life path, um, and have helped me heal myself in a lot of ways that, you know, I, I'm, I'm fortunate to, to have not only done, but now what I get to do is I get to help others heal themselves in the same way. So that's a little bit about me. Um, coaching kind of found me while I was uh, active duty military, and it wasn't anything that I did too much with until I got out of the military in 2021 and took that leap to just say, hey, not sure how it's going to work, uh, but I know that there's something else for me here. So I went all in and I haven't looked back. Wonderful. Well, thank you for your service. Um, as a veteran's wife, I thank you um, for your time and service. Um, I know the difficulties that that can bring. And um, I have to say congratulations for, for stepping into something that is probably against the norm in the military world. So mad props to you. And thank you, uh, thank you for your service. Um, the, the women that you seem to work with, though, they have like next level mindsets like they truly do and it's incredible so at, are they always coming to you with these elite mindsets or are you helping them kind of progress to those elite mindsets because these are mindsets that are just there's no holds dream big nothing can stop you you know like kind of mindsets so are they naturally just coming to you with these mindsets or are you helping them build that way yeah, so it's it's a little bit of both, right? Because for some women, it's a matter of they've been doing a lot of personal development work, a lot of healing work, a lot of therapy, but there's this feeling that it's just not clicking. It's just not sticking. For some reason, they're just not able to produce the result or the outcome that they're looking for by doing all of this work. So for them, it's a matter of like one or two breakthroughs away. And how I define a breakthrough is a sudden awareness or a sudden mm -hmm. increase in a skill that's really what it is sure. and so that's what we do but for others they're like they're just getting started on their personal development and healing journey and and it what it really sounds like is you know what i recognize now that there's some things beneath the surface that maybe have been running my life in a certain way and i don't want that to be the case anymore and I know it's time for me to do something different. It's time for me to change in a major way. But like, I'm not necessarily sure where to start. So those are kind of like the two camps where, where it falls under. Um, but whichever camp it is, we still tend to move pretty quickly because I, I look at what I do as a process of removal. 
I believe all of us are really powerful creators and we have clear visions, but sometimes we don't have the approval from ourselves to move forward on the vision because we have all of these labels that other people put on us. Or we just have like a lack of clarity in terms of we've been so disconnected from who we are and what we really stand for that it creates this kind of confusion because when you don't live in alignment with your conscience, the, the consequence is confusion. So we really yeah. just go through a process of removal and helping them access what's always been there. And that's what ultimately allows them to create pretty amazing results. I mean, you know, I've helped women make a quarter million dollars and less than 90 days. I've helped women get the confidence to finally leave their job or like leave their relationships. It's like once we get super, super clear on removing what's been in your way and, you know, create a certain identity that's congruent to you and that you can actually walk in alignment with, a lot of things can actually happen. Now, two things, of course, you know me, I'm the note taker. Um, I took notes. Um, something that I think is really important that you mentioned is approval to from yourself. So many times we look in the external world and are like, okay, well, I need this person's approval. And what does this person think? And I should be doing this because so-and-so said this, right? My parents think I should be doing this job. So I should probably do that. And, and we take on these personas, if you will, of everyone else. And we try to approve and get the approval and the appease of the outside world. So much so that we forget what we want. And I think that what you're, when you're saying this whole thing of like, we need to remove that expectation, remove that, that outside source so much so that we actually go, what do I want to do? Where do I want to be? And, and look for our own approval, because I think that's one of like the biggest aha moments, at least from what I've seen in a lot of my clients too, is when they turn around and go, I, I don't need permission. We stop needing the permission and we start approving of ourselves. When we turn around and we can go, I love me just the way I am is when a huge step happens. Do you, do you agree? Do you notice that same thing that, that one of those biggest hurdles I think is that approval and that, you know, that expectation being removed. Yeah, it's it's definitely a hurdle. And I think the other the other piece of it is a lot of people aren't actually aware of how much it's impacting them. So one of the first things that I do when I recognize this is an issue that someone is having is I say, okay, cool, make a list of the last 10 things that you did to gain someone's approval or to avoid their disapproval, because that's okay. both sides of the same equation. And they'll sure. make a list. I'll, I'll go, listen, down to how you dressed yourself today, down to like the food that you chose to eat down to everything, make a list of everything. If you're honest that you've done to gain someone else's approval or avoid someone else's disapproval, maybe there's something that you wanted to say to somebody on your way to work today that you didn't. Okay. Oh, yeah. So you did that to avoid disapproval. And then I have them take each scenario one by one. And I say, okay, go inside of your mind and your body and experience that situation. And just notice how you wanting approval or avoiding disapproval just creates a bigger lack of approval inside you mm. and they're like oh man okay cool and what that does is that kind of like forms a foundation to where you can start to see wow these are the ways that i've been shape-shifting myself these are the ways that i've been you know 
muting myself or cutting off parts of myself. And all of this is just creating a stronger disconnection from myself, a stronger lack of self-trust in me. And, you know, I had to go through this process myself because I have a white mom and I have a black dad. And there were aspects of me that weren't welcome at my mom's house that I would bring from my butt, from my dad's house and vice versa. And so from a very early age, I had to navigate, okay, what's, what do I do to make sure that no one disapproves of me here? But like, what do I do to ensure that I'm approved of over here? And how am I black enough over here? But like, how am I not too black over here? Right. And 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 I, I recognize that that's something that all of us go through race, gender, whatever, it doesn't matter. We, we mm-hmm. all go through this experience and it disconnects us from our power inside. So it's a big hurdle that I've seen. And I think you touched on something that is really important um, because I think when we, you brought up the alignment, but when we are not in alignment with ourselves, like, right. I know I've been the first, I will be the first one to tell you I've stepped away from conversations because I didn't want to ruffle feathers, right? Oh, I don't want to say that because I know the conversation is going to go this way. It's going to ruffle feathers. It's going to cause a problem. I don't even want to deal with it. Right. So we push away our feelings to appease the situation, right? But what it does to our alignment, like, is horrible. Like, it, it does so much to us. Like, I have talked about this with other one, other people who are, um, like, personal trainers. And I'm like, you can watch the physical demeanor of the person. They will sink. Their shoulders will drop. They will become small because they're out of alignment, even just from that one conversation. And when you brought up alignment, it's something that I think I've talked about with other coaches. I've talked about with my own clients. It's huge because just because somebody else might be uncomfortable or not approve doesn't mean we have to accept it. And I think that is, that is huge because when we honor ourselves, because that's what it comes back down to, I think is a lot of honor and respect for ourselves is that we have a voice. Every one of us has a voice. We can vocalize it. Everybody's not going to like it. I mean, I say this all the time. I'm like tacos and donuts don't even make people happy. So, uh, you know, everybody happy. So we've got to understand that, you know what, we're not meant to make everybody happy, but we need to make ourselves happy. And the minute we get into alignment with that, we stop worrying about, well, it's going to ruffle so-and-so's feathers well, maybe they need their feathers ruffled for a minute. Like maybe we need this because you can't disrespect yourself by putting yourself so far out of alignment. And the the more you push down your thoughts and your wants for the approval of others, the more it pushes you out of alignment, the more it takes away from you. And so I think it's huge that that is one of the biggest biggest things that I see in the female client um, is that we worry so hard about the external and it's hindering us. Like you said, you've been able to help other women, like help women step into like money, into success, into greatness. Like that you're truly on the other side of that boundary is their greatness. And what have you seen as that coach, watching the hurdles being broken down and the removal happening, what do you see as the physical change or the mental change or any of the changes that has happened when they step into that greatness, when they step into what is meant for them? 
Yeah, I, I like to refer to it as a really as a homecoming where it's okay. like, oh, you kind of just forgot how dope you were, how special you were, how loving you were, how talented and gifted you were. You kind of forgot. And once you remember it from a new place of not having to make it smaller than what it actually is, then magic can really happen. And one thing that you were talking about just now where when you make your needs, your wants, your desires, who you really are smaller, what that actually does is it removes opportunities from you because mm -hmm. no one can actually see who and what you really are. And that's why I always like to say, hey, the more the the more of who you really are becomes available, that's when more opportunities become available. And more of who you really are becomes available, the more you start projecting who and what you are into the world versus hiding it, versus covering it, versus negotiating it away. And so mm -hmm. what I've really seen is these women actually just become a lot less negotiable for who they are and what mm -hmm. they stand for and what they really want. And they become a lot more disciplined in maintaining that self-image that they that they see of themselves and then that they you know need other people to see so that their world begin their external world begins to mirror how they actually see themselves in, in the the inner dialogue that they actually have that's no longer negative absolutely absolutely now do you think that being able to see both sides of it do you think that this also has something to do with us setting boundaries 100%. Yeah. 100%. Because, because we we don't feel like it's our right to set boundaries is what I, I've noticed is that we just don't, we don't want to set them because again, it's that concept of we don't want to ruffle feathers. We don't want to upset anybody. Um, but like you're when you're talking, I continue to hear this thought process of it's, it's determination. It's what they expect. It's new expectations for themselves, for how others treat them. Yeah, and, and, it, and it's new expectations anchored in a new level of self-love because that's what that's what self-love really is. It's 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 that's what it really comes down to is like, how are you going to show up for you? And you said something, too, where it's like you said we have to make ourselves happy. And the way that I think of it is you have to make yourself proud. If you create yes. the woman that you're proud of in all ways, that you admire in all ways, you might not necessarily be happy all the time, but that that's not nearly as important as do you respect yourself? Do you make yourself proud? And that's the woman that you need in your corner. And so that's the woman that we like really create. And that woman tends to set boundaries out of a place of other people are, you know, how they react or how they respond isn't my business. But what is my business is I love myself too much to not lie. True. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I tell people all the time, I'm like, control your controllables and your reaction to the situation is a controllable, right? I can take in and I can understand this, but how you respond is also yours to control. And, and if you don't like something, vocalize it. It might not be everybody's cup of tea, but sometimes you're not meant to be the tea. You're supposed to be the shot of whiskey. Like I, I don't care. Um, and a lot of people are like, how do you have that confidence to say, I don't care? Like, love it or leave it. There's the door. Don't let it hit you on the way out is how I tell a lot of people. I'm like, it won't hurt me if I'm not your friend. Like, if, if I don't, I'm not for you, totally fine. Um, but for some people, that is a very hard thing to say. 
And I'm like, because I have set boundaries for myself that when I walk away from it, I want to be proud of the person that walks away. I want to be proud of who is standing there in the mirror, you know, and, and you brought up a topic of even how did you dress today? Did you dress for somebody else's approval or disapproval? Like you're trying to not cause a problem. So here I'll wear this today. But are you wearing something that makes you feel epic? The minute I noticed personally, the minute I started doing something as simple as that, of changing the clothes and going, hey, what do I want to wear today? What makes me feel like the goddess I am or feel amazing today? Whether anybody else sees it or not, I don't care. It made me feel good today. And it sounds so minute in their big day in the big scheme of life. But the more we start to do small things like that of dressing the way that we want and telling ourselves affirmations that give us strength and power and remind us of who we are, it's the small things. It's the small daily tasks that help back us when we need to confront the big situations. Yeah, exactly. That part about it helps us. I mean, it helps back ourselves because... You know, down to what you're talking about here, this desire for approval or avoiding disapproval is really anchored in the need to just be loved. I just want to yes. be loved and I don't want to miss out on love. I don't want to miss out on acceptance. But if you can get yourself to a place where you're not waiting to receive love from other people, from mm -hmm. other things, but rather you just choose to give it to yourself at such a high level, ironically enough, that's actually what you're going to experience more of outside of you. But also, you know, Two, you'll just have so much of it for yourself that it actually won't be so important in that you need it from other people. They can't take it away from you and they can't give it to you because you just have so much already. Yes. And then and part of like doing those daily actions to back yourself, the way that I always define confidence is your ability to confide in yourself. Oh, 100%. And so how how many how much evidence do you have that you can confide in yourself and that you'll show up for you? No matter what, and, and this is why, you know, the women on my programs, they don't they don't take days off for for anything. No, for for anything. There's there, there's no day off. There's no break. And some people be like, Oh, that's like toxic masculinity, or that, you know, that's rooted in capitalism and all of other all these other things. And I'm like, No, it's rooted in showing up for myself in such a powerful way. That's what it's rooted in. So. Yeah. yeah. And I think your point of self-love is super important because I know I can tell you through my own journey that that's what I noticed. I craved love and attention and, and the acceptance um, so much so that I made myself into whatever would make everybody love me. If that meant me being quiet, then it was that. If it meant me being loud, it meant that. It would I would literally morph a million times over in a day, let alone in a month or a year, um, just to get the love that I felt was missing. But I needed it from an external source. I, I continued to need it from external sources. And the minute that I shifted and realized, no, if I can't love me, how do I expect anybody else to love me? I have to start to love the person that's here because then everything else will come into play. And we forget that as women and as moms, I talk to a lot of moms is that we forget that 
we are the center. We're the center of it all. Like 100%. We keep it moving. We keep it going. And if it's not us, then who's going to do it? Like I tell my husband all the time, I love you. But if this house, if I go down, the house goes down. Like we, we're just, it's all done. And he laughs over it and he's 100% will be the first one to admit that it's true. But if I can't love me, how can my kids love me? If I can't love me, how can my husband love me? If I can't look inward and tell myself, I'm proud of you, you're strong, look at the things you've accomplished and be proud, how can I get clients? How can I grow my business? It, it all, all plays in whether you're just the mom, and I hate the word just because it makes me want to like cringe because you're not just anything, um, but whether you're a mom or a business owner or, I mean, this can go for anyone um, cause this is totally a relatable as much as we are talking female orientated, but this goes for guys. I've heard so many times lately, especially from a lot of guys in my network that are like, well, I just want somebody to listen. It's like, cool. But are you listening to you? Are you willing to love the good, the bad and the ugly, whether you want to or not? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So good. Yeah. And so I think it's cool. This is a topic that can go. It's not just for women. It can be for anybody is the the self-reflection. I think elite mindsets come from self-reflection. When we can look inward and see the epic inside of us, that's when it can be portrayed outwardly. So if you want success, do you feel like you are successful? Do you want, if you love or you want love, do you love yourself? If you want acceptance, do you accept yourself? Um, or are we continuing to play the costume party and just what mask works for this situation? Um, because then we forget who's underneath it all and it still relies on you. If you can't wear it, you can't be it. Yeah, for sure. And that self-reflection piece, you know, it, it, it also includes like, sometimes you just got to be real with like who you're not. And like, yeah. be okay with that too. And understand that like, that's not fixed that, you know, that doesn't have to always be that way. But at the same time, you don't want to set yourself up to participate in things or set yourself up for certain undertakings that require you to maybe be somebody that you're not, you just might not be there yet. And that's okay too. Yeah. And I think that goes back to boundaries, but it's, it truly is. It's a lot of accepting who you're not like I thought I had to be the quiet person because that would make others happy right and I'm like well I'm not so hi like I don't know I you know my favorite I, I learned that my favorite color is pink I'm 34 years old and it took me until like a year ago to figure out my favorite color was pink because I thought so many people wouldn't like it and I thought it wasn't oh it wasn't my thing I can't do that and it was like no this is what I am Black is boring to me. And yet I wear black today. But, um, you know, it's like, I can't do that. I can't hide who I want to be. I want bright and, and bold colors. Like, that's just who I am. I'm, a, I'm slightly obnoxious. Hi and welcome. Like, <laughs> but that's, that's a part of it is except is understanding who you're not. And I think sometimes that can be the easier question is what are you not? What do you not like? Because that will weed out the things that you know, just aren't you to open up the opportunities for what are you then? And who are you then? 
And I think I had, I know I had to go through that a lot of like, well, try this. Does it make me happy? No. Try this. Does it make me happy? No. Okay. Then I would try something else and be like, okay, well that kind of does it, you know? And I, I did this with my workouts for a while where I was like, okay, this is cool, but is it enough? No, try this one. And, and it's a process. We all want this like instant gratification of, well, like, shouldn't this be like a one, two step thing? But do you, do you agree that this is never a one-step process? This is never a one-two click of your heels and it's done. It's, this is a lifelong lesson. This is the marathon we're taking and we have to brace ourselves for that. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's a lifelong thing and it's a lifelong process and journey of just not breaking character. That's how I mm. see it. So like, who, who are you? What are you? What's that? And and not just like where you're at now. Cause I think, I think some of us accept and normalize mediocrity in terms of who we are, yes. but like, who's, who's the highest and brightest version of you that you would love, adore, admire, and respect in all ways. Who is that? Okay. And then how do you just make sure that every single day you don't deviate from that? And of course we're going to mess that part up from time to time. Yeah. And like, that's how we over time create the best version of ourselves and how we attract all of the things that are meant for us and how we ultimately, you know, have a mindset that's just so unshakable because we've been so focused on just not breaking character for so long. Mm -hmm. Now, you mentioned mediocrity and how much we've accepted that. And do you find that to be another like thing that needs to be removed and hurdle, if you will, of of a lot of emotional wellness or mental wellness is that we we feel like the 10 version of us the best version of us that epic greatness is not ours it's oh I it's never really gonna happen do you feel like that is something that is a newer I feel like it's a newer thing maybe I'm just maybe it's the generation we're in is like I'm that generation that was raised by you know I don't want to call them boomers, but yet the older generation and that whole except, except mediocre, you know, basic level, um, the 10 version of you is not, not really possible. Uh, do you feel like that is a hurdle that I think our generation has to battle? I don't think it's just our generation. I think that I think they call it Price's Law that says out of any group of number, there's only going to be a small percentage. And it's like a it's like a I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know the law at the top of my head, but what I remember from it is basically out of every single group that there is, there's only a small percentage of that group that is going to be elite or a small percentage of that group. That's just going to want the best in everything. And so they're going to perform the best in everything. And so, you know, if there's a thousand people in the group, then it's only going to be a hundred. If there's 10 people in the group, then it's only going to be one person. And that's just right. tends to be the norm for just human nature. And I don't really know why it is that way. And that's why, you know, if you read all sorts of different spiritual texts, there's always this kind of foundation of like personal development and self mastery. And okay. however, most people will just choose not to. And I personally believe, and, and this has been my experience too, the reason that they don't is because they don't understand that that's what they deserve. Yes. Yes, 
I say this all the time. I'm like, because you deserve it. Like it, it all comes back down to you deserve to be and feel at your best. And that means in everything, both in mental wellness, physical wellness, I don't care, financial, occupational, intellectual, everything. You deserve to be and feel at your best. And your best will be different than mine. Mine will be different than somebody else's. But that doesn't mean you don't deserve or that it's not yours. It's still yours is whether or not you take it and you accept it and own it or not. 100%. And that's the thing, too. People might be like, well, I don't want to be a billionaire. Hold on a second. What we're not saying is you have to be a billionaire. What we are saying is we all have that internal voice that's calling us to be greater than we're currently being. And all we have to do is listen to that. Right. And what are you being called to? Some of us, yes, it might be to be the next millionaire. Great. Wonderful. It might be to be a business owner. Again, wonderful. And it might also be, I've met some people who are like, I'm just meant to be a mom. Cool. Hardest job out there. Like, I do it. I know it's hard. And, and other people, they're like just called to certain things. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be and feel at the best. You, sh- you Not that you don't deserve that. Like it, it's totally different. Like we were saying, your best is different than my best. And that's the same thought process is that you're being called to something different than I am. And that's awesome. Love it. But now are we going to give it 100% or are we not? Are we going to accept that that's our calling and where we need to be and and go all in on it? Because I think another thing that we we hold back is giving all in. Going all in is absolutely scary. It is frightening. It is jumping off the cliff. And so many people are like, well, what if I fall? And it's like, or what if you fly? And it's a, it's a closed mindset versus open mindset is truly how I look at it. But <clears throat> is that another thing that you think is stopping us is this idea of the fear of going all in yeah it's I mean it honestly is and I just and and when I see that in people I kind of call them out I'm like you have such a big ego like Mm. you think you're so important that you can't mess up or that you can't fall and why why are you so attached to a certain outcome and if it doesn't work right away then it's a problem and and then on top of that if you like have a family How do you look at those people and say you love them and then you don't go all in on something? That's not love. That's something else. That's some sort of delusion. That's some sort of lie. And so it's like we have to check the ego. We have to put it aside. And and once you can do that, then you can kind of like go all in because one, you recognize that you don't need to take yourself so seriously, but also two, at the same time. You recognize how there's really no other way to live other than giving your best and going all in on that thing, whatever, whatever that is. But I honestly just think it's a matter of like mastering yourself every single day and and like really giving your best and and setting yourself up every day to do what you can't do. And you do that enough and you realize how much you can do. And then you realize like and whenever it's time to jump, you jump. Yeah. Yeah. Using the word ego. Wow. I was like, dang. Good point. Um, Because nobody wants to hear the word like, why are you so egotistical? Like, that's such a negative connotation. And it's like, how how selfish is it, honestly, to sit there and not go all in and not make the leap out of fear if it's not going to work out? And then what what's the what are you going to look dumb? Are you going to look like a failure? Are you going to experience a little bit of disappointment? And that's the reason you're not going to give your best to, to make everyone around you better. That's pretty selfish. Yes. It is. It's so selfish and it sounds crazy, but it's like, 
you're holding back and think about how many other lives you could be changing. Think about the other people that you're now hindering because you decided to worry about yourself too hard and now you won't go in on it. Like I heard that once and I was like, holy cow. I was like, I'm, I'm holding back. I'm holding back because I don't want my pride. Like, I don't want my ego to be like, I don't, I don't want to have to admit that I did something wrong once in my lifetime. Like, or, but it could go epic if you do it right. Like it doesn't, it could also go epic. What are you going to look at? Are you going to look at the, look at the sky and keep soaring? Or are you going to worry about the ground and where it is? Like it, it truly is that way. And I have talked to many moms and I'm like, you tell your kids time and time again to go after their dreams, right? We, oh, you can, you know, do this sport, go after your dreams, try your hardest, do your best. But are you doing the same thing? Because they're watching not your words, but your actions. You want them to study, but yet are you pulling out a book and reading? Right. They don't they don't listen to what we say. They watch what we do. Right. That's why I like so many times people are like, oh, I can't work out with my kids or I can't, um, you know, pursue my business with my kids here. I was like, my my four year olds on the other side of my door, like she hears the conversations. She knows that, like, I go and say I'm going to do a call. I'm doing this. And, and she's been ever since she was born. She knows that lifting is not a bad thing we run together she she's gonna be my little running buddy she's four and runs miles with me like but it's because she sees the action there and and the words so what are we telling them that we need to be doing for ourselves you want the kids to go all in give a hundred percent but are you giving a hundred that's right and what are you giving a hundred percent on that's right and and with that, making sure that you're actually getting results, too, because it's one thing to keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. But if you're not getting results and at the same time you're telling them this is what they have to do, well, now you're just instilling in, in them and the people around you a mindset that what's the point of trying? Look at you. You keep doing the same thing and you don't get any result. Right. And it's asking for help when you're not yeah. getting the results. It's finding yeah. out and admitting you know what i'm not perfect and i don't have all the answers obviously something needs to be corrected where do i need to go um and understanding that personal growth is a lifelong thing it's not it, it's not a open a book do one thing and it's done it's going to be it's going to take work and time and a continuous thing what you just said actually cracks me up too because depending on all of my elite one-to-one -one clients they always get like i mail them two or three books depending on who they are and it's always so funny when they message me, they're like, okay, I'm done reading the book. What next? I'm like, read it again. They're like, mm -hmm. wait, what? What? And I'm like, read it read again. It. Wait, you thought you were just going to read it once and be done? No, read it again. Like you study it. It's a study. It's a practice. It's a, it's a ever, ever lasting journey. And I love when I'm on like my sixth or seventh read of a book and I'm like, Are you, I did not see, there's no way that this was there before, <laughs> but it right. was. I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't see it though. Cause of whatever frequency I was at. Right. And it's about where you're at when you're at certain areas, you're going to take certain things out of the book and another, you might go back and then read it again. And you're at a different stage in life and, or a different stage in the moment. And you're going to take up different things. That's why, you know, as in faith, I hear it all the time that you can read the Bible a hundred times and you're going to get something every time that's going to come up different. You're going to, you're going to read thing that resonates differently every time you read it 
So this is never a one and done thing. It's never a, oh, well, I did it. Now what? No, do, do it again. Like, keep going. And there's you're going to find different struggle points. You know, like my husband and I did, um, at one point in time, we did the love dare. I don't know if you've heard of it, but we did the love dare. Air. He did it towards me. And it was super powerful. He took notes and everything. And he has tried to do it again, like just like not super intense, but like I'm not tried. familiar with what that is. Tell me about it. So it is, I'm trying to find my book. Um, it's actually a book and it's called The Love Dare. And here it is. You can get it. At, it's for your spouse or your significant other. And they have a parent's version of it too. So it's literally, this is the cover for it, but hmm. um, it's, it takes you day by day to doing actions for the other person, hmm. but you can't tell them that you're doing this. So you just start doing things. So like, it would be, you know, like picking up her clothes and not saying anything, not having an argument, um, even though you would like to, or, you know, like doing certain things for them expecting nothing in return and when we first did it our marriage wasn't at its best and so he was doing it trying to you know rekindle this moment trying to be strong and he was like I don't even think she recognizes like his notes in it were like this is pointless and then a couple more things would go by and eventually it was like okay it might be working you know and it's this idea that where we're at in, in that moment is only one moment now do it again and watch something else might register something what didn't register the first time might totally resonate the second time with this person that you're doing this for or whatever it is but continue to grow be that sponge because you never know what you're missing or going to miss if you don't and what you can learn when you do it again yeah, I love that. That sounds really cool. And it's just, you know, a really great reminder that it's you can't be so focused on the outcome. You just got to enjoy the process and just yeah. never, never quit on the process. Enjoy the journey. Yeah. Enjoy it. Like, if it's not making you happy right now, then fix that. Like, truly enjoy the journey. Enjoy the process. Love, like I always say is like, love the flaws. Love the moments that aren't pretty. Love the moments that are are the growth that you're kind of like, these are yuck. Like, this sucks. <laughs> Love those moments. Embrace the suck because those are the moments that you're going to learn the most about yourself. Um, those are those moments that really, really challenge you, but you learn just how much you are capable of. 100%. Yeah. So if you had, um, if you could give like one tip to somebody today, big tip what would you give them mm. today the one big tip that i would give to someone today um based based on the theme that we're rolling with and the you know the whole conversation that we've had is honestly you know that there's a voice in your heart there's a voice that you hear that is calling you to, to make a certain change, that's calling you to elevate yourself, elevate your standards, elevate your boundaries, elevate your habits. It's just calling you to be a certain way. 
and trust and love yourself enough to just do even one thing that is in the direction of the guidance or the vision that that voice has been creating for you. And you will see almost immediately the moment you begin to listen to that voice correctly with conviction, you will see the reward so fast. And that's 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 the one thing that I, I would love to leave any listener with. I love it. I love it. So if anybody wants to know more about you, Sid, or get in touch with you, um, where, where can they go to find you? Yeah, I would love if they went to my Instagram page at I am Sid Scott. And, and one of the things that I always like to let people know about my Instagram, uh, people are always shocked when I send them a video or I send them a voice note or something like it's always me. It will never not be anyone else inside of my inbox. So just know that for one and for two, definitely reach out to me because I, I this is what I do all day. I'd love to hear from you. I love to connect, love to answer questions. So hit me up at I am Sid Scott, S-I-D-S-C-O-T-T on Instagram. And yeah, we'll talk. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for today, Sid, and just for just being the epic human that you are and stepping into your greatness, because um, I know that it has changed the lives of many. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And um, I appreciate you. So we will be in touch. But thank you so much. And guys, go find him. Go follow along. Um, the wealth of information that he pours out every day is just tremendous. So thank you so much. And we will talk later. Bye, awesome. guys.